footy and frothies, Daggy and Barney with you on a beautiful Tuesday evening at the Grey Gums Hotel in Penrith, Barney. What's happening, mate? Yeah, not a great deal, mate. <coughs> Just back at work, <laughs> back into the grind as per usual, but... Um we had a fantastic, another fantastic weekend of footy. It just yeah. doesn't seem to stop at the moment. There's, um, there's some pretty much five or six brilliant games of footy every weekend, which is great for yeah. <laughs> for us footy tragics. Oh, I loved it, uh, and even the, and I did ask for some car crash games last week. I think I got, we might have got four of them, just <laughs> about, but, uh, which we'll get into. But it's yeah, definitely been. There hasn't been any. There's been some games disappointing, but don't think it's too many have bored me, which yep. is the main thing. Yeah, um, how's the school holidays treating you, bud? It is certainly treating me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Keeping right. you on no, your toes. Kids have been good. Kids yeah, have been good. Had plenty of time at the park and kicking the footy and um, went and saw the Mario movie, so thumbs up for that. As did I. Yeah, yeah it was good. Uh, enjoyed that. Where else have we been? We've been out and about every day, so that's, yeah, been good. Nice. Only got a couple of days with their mum Thursday and Friday, so get a bit of a break before we get into it again next week. Back to school at least, so, yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's been good. Yeah, no complaints at all. Uh, they let me watch the footy, so... <laughs> it's always that a good works thing. for me. Uh, what about yourself? What's been happening? Yeah, no, not much. The kitchen. We've finally finished off the kitchen now, which is good. So we were able to. We had to move all the stuff back in over the weekend oh, yeah. and s- set up the kitchen and um, yeah, clean up the house because we're obviously short one room in the house. But um, yeah, just a weekend of you know pretty much just sorting the house out and hanging out with the little one. As I said, we went and went and saw the Mario movie, which I thought was really well done, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, that that's pretty much sums up my weekend, apart from watching every minute of footy that was played, as as I do most weekends. Yeah, no, well, so did I. Saw, saw all of it, and uh, for once remember all of it, too, so that was nice as well when doing the form, so... Yeah, that's right. You're on a, on a health kick, mate. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes, see how that pans out for yeah. the next uh, couple of months, anyway. Oh, well done. Uh, just starting out, so we'll see where that ends up, but we've got, um, yeah, plenty to talk about. Uh, we'll save some of the general chit-chat to a bit later. Injury news, Tamalolo's just had... Surgery on his knees out for six mm. weeks uh, doesn't help the Cowboys' cause at the moment. Yeah, no, he's um he's probably been a bit down on form over the last probably what two games. So obviously that plays into issues it. just been building for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But Karaz, they're saying three to four matches MCL. Mm. Avrilo's been named this week. He was the other injury doubt out of last week. That's a surprise for the MCL. They're generally six to eight. Yeah, but four to six. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll see how we go. Oh, uh, He's a young fella, so ACL, obviously yeah. they do. They they generally bounce back a bit quicker than the older blokes. Yes, uh, you'd know about that one. <laughs> Absolutely. The Kotrick and Martin, speaking of, both aggravated their hamstrings, which they come back from. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, what happens there? I think Martin's out this week. Uh, and yeah, the injury news is that apparently yeah, Adam Dewey looks like it's a 16th month recovery on that ACL, Ooh, so wow. surgery and starting from scratch. So it's essentially next season as well. Yeah, at this halfway stage. through the next year. So it's actually quite an issue in crossroads for him because he only signed a one-year extension. I think, to be honest, it would take a lot of good faith from the Tigers for him to have a job after that, which sounds horrible, but... We'll see where they end up in. Definitely, definitely. Mars up again, mix <laughs> Definitely a business these days. So, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting conversations to be had between the club mm. and Adam Dewey. Probably will be a reflection of what else they achieve in the market as opposed to him. But that's uh, our thoughts with him. And hopefully he does get back and produce his best footy again. Judiciary news. Uh, Kamakamika, two matches out of his shot. Vega, two matches. Kenny Bromwich had one match for that uh Brain explosion there, yeah. Uh, and butcher a match out of the, um, the old hip drop. Hip drop it was. Mm. That's right. Early on in the game, uh, yeah. 
No surprises from any of that, I suppose. No, no. Well, pretty much any hip drop this this year is going to um, going to get a match at least, maybe more. Um, he did. He, it was pretty much the epitome of a hip drop. Realistically, if you look at it, he's, it wasn't intentional by any means. But the the legs and the entire body did go in behind um, Nicker's uh, Nicker's uh, legs and took the knees out and then landed on the back of his legs. So. I don't think you can have too much of an argument no, about that one. I think if one. you're drawing a diagram of a hip drop, it was pretty <laughs> close to the position you ended up in, unfortunately. And I don't think there's any malice in, in this and, case. And, um, yeah, there was some silly stuff, wasn't there? And those, those well, late shots ten, with... Um, ten sin bins? <laughs> in that game as well, but the manly, um, the manly oh, Melbourne <laughs> game got pretty fired up there at one point. I was surprised they didn't ship in some of the cows from the Easter show, actually, because there was some world-class milking going on at some point. But, uh, they oh, there was a couple of good shots, though. They the were good the shots, one on Cherry Evans, he copped a good shot. He copped two and Monday. <laughs> laid around and held his face and rolled around a bit as well. So they were well up. That they were very much up for it in that game. Both teams yeah, just wanted a, to kill each other. A most enjoyable game of um, of physical footy. Yeah. Uh, any other chat around? Any news? Anything else you want to touch on before we get into it? No, not really. There's a few um, interesting omissions from teams this week on the, in the team list, which I'm sure we'll, we'll go through it for preview in in, in time. But um, no, there wasn't really any um, major sort of takeouts of the weekend, except for a couple of teams that I'm really, um, really enjoying watching uh, that were well above expectations this year, and they just keep kicking on, which is fantastic to see. We've given both of them a wrap last week, and I think they've mm. lived up to that this week, as we'll get to. Uh, the two, I guess, padding talking points from the me- wider media is the Golden Point stuff again, just because <laughs> uh, of the Newcastle game. Any mm. thoughts on that? Oh, well, we, we covered this a couple of years ago, I'm pretty sure. Um, my, my thoughts have always been regular season, just let it be a draw. I don't understand why not. Obviously, the, it's all about the entertainment and getting a few extra minutes and actually having a winner by, at the end of the game. And, yeah, it, it, it is exciting at times, especially if um, someone, you know, makes a break down the side. It <laughs> doesn't look like they can get anywhere near position and manages to go 80 metres to get down the other end and win, and win a game. But... Um, yeah, my preference would probably be just to let it go during the year and um, then let the draws happen. But at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not going to argue against Golden Point either. So. No, I, I I think one I think and a lot of time it happens where I would call one point each fair. Mm. So if you're not going to do that, that is what it is, I suppose. Uh, and I, I guess the other we're, we're bordering on Origin time, so that usual chats up and about and. Um, I guess, from your point of view, you'd probably think that Nico deserves a six spot. Yeah, um, absolutely. But as they've all come out and said, the combination's a big thing. Um, I, I'd be surprised if he does get the starting spot. I'd I, I, more I, than likely expect him to probably go into that 14 spot. Now with there's another talking point, which we'll get to in a minute. But um, yeah. I dare say he'll now go into that 14 position. You can play him anywhere in the back line, and I think at a pinch he could probably go in and play some dummy half as well. So I'm sure he would. Mm. He'd be the traditional fullback on the bench that plays dummy half most of the time and can cover everywhere in the field. So I think you're right. Uh, I Do I think Lua deserves a spot off what he's done? Is he no? Do I think he's going to get it? Yes. <laughs> uh, interesting thought, though, because it's all about combination. If... Uh, Touchwood, Nathan Cleary does his ACL tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Would you still pick? Would they still pick Jerome Lewis? No, I wouldn't think so. All no. of a sudden, it's all out the window. Yeah. All of a sudden, does Reynolds <laughs> and Walker become a combination? Probably. <laughs> and just yeah, I was anything that today because it's all combination. Combination seems to suggest Appy's going to get his spot from what Freddie said. So 
Anyway, we'll find out when. Damien Cook's been um, in terrific form at the moment, yeah, realistically. I so I'd probably be going with Cook off just off form. But yeah, yeah again, that combination chat, as you said, um, they've been playing together for a few years. So if you get that block of four together, probably does add a fair bit. Uh, and oh, I guess we've got to touch on Jack White and retired from representative footy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm only reading tea leaves, but I'm just thinking that perhaps it's another indication he might be getting up north and mm-hmm. moving away from it all and just setting his family up on the Gold Coast. And the first thing I thought of, obviously... Um, oh, Redcliffe, I should say. I, I dare say the conversation has already been had between himself, an uh, informal conversation, obviously, and, yeah. and um, the the Redcliffe Club, and they've basically said, if you know, for us to trump the deal that's on the table at the moment, we can't have you playing representative yeah. football during the middle of the year and missing, missing six weeks uh, at origin time, so... Um, if the and I, was, I dare say they probably turned around and said something like in the vicinity of it's eight fifty if you play in Origin or you might be looking at one point two otherwise. So. If we can get twenty six games out of you, yeah, which fair enough. And he he came out and said that he's happy with you know happy to go out in the World Cup winning note. So more power to him. He was fantastic in the he was fantastic in the World Cup. Uh, yeah, he was yeah, outstanding. He was. I think he would would make a strong case for him being first picked in centre. Um, There's rarely, um, rarely a time that I can remember him playing representative football and not being yeah. one of the better players on the field, to I be know, honest. He would so. have been in, I'm sure, uh, you know, I don't know if they pick him on a wing, but I'm sure they would have picked him with um, Adokar out mm-hmm. this year. Um, the other talking point, I suppose, the world's best marketing machine, Joseph Swaley's crew, <laughs> seem to be pushing that somehow rugby's trying to get him picked for Union, uh, for Origin now, but... Um, Oh, that'd be a good I, thing to build experience like, for him. But. Yeah, but I just feel like this is just the biggest hype machine I've seen. I don't, I don't think his One of. performances warrant getting picked in Origin, but am I wrong? Yeah, I'd, I'd have Campbell Graham in front of him at the moment. By a long space. A fair way. Um, Latrell, Tommy as well. So, yeah, but, yeah I, I can't really see him. He's still finding his way in the centres. Um, if he was to get picked, maybe a wing they might put him on the well, wing. I assume that's where they're going to pick him. Um, but I'd, I'd have Cam- if they're worried about combinations, doesn't Campbell Graham and Latrell? You would think make so. all the sense in the world there. Yep, and um, with when you throw Murray and Cook in as well, like a couple of years down the track, he's not going to be here. So um, obviously, if he's if he's in form and kicking the door down, and you know, de- deserve to be picked ahead of other people, yeah, pick him. But uh, as you said, I, I don't think he's in that position at the moment. So no. Um, I guess we'll see where Freddie ends up. It usually is not where we would end up. So, <laughs> it's not. So we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, yeah, anything else? So we, let's get into no, it. Let's get into it. All right, we kicked off 36-14. The Bunnies beat the Dolphins Thursday night. And, yeah, physicality was the story of the weekend, really. This yeah, was a lot started of this way, whereby I guess Dolphins outbashed them for the first half. Yeah, absolutely. We are well on top in the middle of the field um, for at least the first half an hour. And... Uh, Resulted in a couple of early tries. We had two tries for the Dolphins, six for South Sydney. Two out of two conversions played five out of six. Both teams had one out of one penalty attempts. 30 out of 35 sets played 35 out of 42. 112 plus post-contact metres for Souths. Three line breaks to seven. 27 tackle busts for the Dolphins, 37 for South Sydney. Nine offloads from both teams. Two forced dropouts for Souths. No 40-20s. 359 tackles played 330. A ruck infringement played two against Souths, one inside the ten against South Sydney. Eight penalties conceded to two, seven errors to nine, and there was a sin bin for the Dolphins. 
Jesse Bromwich. Yes. My with first notes <laughs> read Silly Kenny. <laughs> That's it. Anyway, keep going. Jesse with 41 tackles, Cook with 45, Hamiso with 191 running metres, and Jai Arrow in a very good return with 181 running metres. He was fantastic, Jai Arrow. He was. Absolutely outstanding. Latrell um, Mitchell, 121 supercoach points, Walker with 106, and Ewan Aiken with 91. Yeah, another wholehearted performance for uh, for the Dolphins for at least forty, probably close to sixty minutes. Sixty minutes, really. Um, a few signs for me that they they may just be reaching that little bit of burnout f- phase, and they may, they may need a bit of a rest, to be honest, because um, they did sort of fall away, I, I especially in the physicality in the last yeah. twenty minutes, half an hour of this game. Um, yeah, a couple of them might need a rest or a week off. I'm sure there's a buy somewhere in not far away. So, yeah. um, they've just got so much fight and determination in them. Like they they very rarely back down against any pack in the competition. They always put up in the middle of the field. And some of their outside backs are playing career best footy. That was the point I was going to say. Is that, that yes, we we've raved about how well they've done building their pack, but their outside backs are all. You and Aiken was outstanding here. He was brilliant um, in this game. Yeah. But Azarko's probably having a career, career best form, absolutely. Best year. Hammer's yeah, having Hammer. a career best year. Yep. And, and Branko and, and Co are just getting back into it. And really Jeremy bit. Marshall King's at the top of his powers mm. at the moment as well, who's um, is big in for this team. He's been fantastic this year when he's been on the field. Um, yeah, they was they were so good in the first half. They were well in front. Uh, Souths, Souths weren't at their best, but they were they were playing decent, and the and the Dolphins were fantastic. Um, Second half started and Souths really upped the tempo from the moment the ball was kicked off in the second half. They really sped up the middle of the play the ball. And that's in the edge of the ruck and that's where they wear most teams down. That's where they sort of, you know, they do their best work. And on the back of that, you, the likes of Latrell and Cody can jump in and start causing havoc out wide, which is pretty much what they did. Um, There's no better player in the comp at exploiting space than Cody Walker. Like mm. when he, he's just that great. He's great at just um, picking when to go wide and when not to and he'll let him come in come in and then he'll throw that ball yeah, yeah, particularly when he got 12 when he 13 on 12 like that was just a slaughter by the end of it all but the defences are really worried about his footwork and he's because yeah. he's really good at stepping back inside and making you look like an idiot if you overread yeah. on the outside so it sort of does really compress the the, the defence when he's when he's running in towards the line which causes problems um, yeah they got a lot more involved the trail and walker in, the, in attacking ball and it just yeah, it's blew them away by the back end of this game. Uh, Latrell was fantastic in in red ball area uh, in the attacking zone. He's back to close to his physical best, busting people open, pushing them away, and um, didn't look like he got tired in this game. Like I, I, he did save a bit in that first half. I don't think he was really pushing himself to the max in that first half. But normally by the end of the game, you see him with hands on knees and sort of you know blowing out the yeah. back. And I, I don't think I really noticed that in this one. Which was um, that, that ball to um, the first try where he just held the ball mm. and just stood in the line, held the ball that slight minute. It was just um, great touch. Yeah, really so touch. really slow play and yeah. really soft hands to for the ball. For I think it was Graham, was it that went yeah, over? Campbell Graham. Yeah, Graham, Graham Graham's the first try. And isn't he putting some points on yeah. the board recently? He's been fantastic as well. He did. He looks so hard to tackle when he mm. get, gets good put into a good one-on-one position. I right. think. It, and he's, I think because they've moved him over, he's getting better ball. He never, he never got. We, we've said it for eighteen months. And mm. he's, when are we going to get? When's he going to get the ball he deserves? And he's getting it now. Well, they're coming to the right and, a lot uh, more. Which yeah, is, yeah, and just uh, but he's able to stand in tackles and offload. He's able to barge over, and he's got foot, he's got good enough footwork where he can beat. He beats a lot of guys one-on-one, like back mm. to the inside of his own centre. He'll get, he'll come back in under, and cut cut through there. So he's yeah. he's yeah. I, I think in my in my opinion, he deserves a, a crack at that wing spot. 
in Origin. But yeah. um, uh, what do you make of that second try of his? Jog my memory. The alleged where he, he pushed the bloke out of the way. Oh yeah, that's a <laughs> that, that was a bit of a joke. Realistically, the, the, he was what five meters away from the ball. They said he had eyes on the ball. I thought he had eyes on the ball. I'll, I'm more forgiving, and maybe I'm biased. Um, but what we've seen for two but years now is that being a is, is it's a penalty. But once the contact was made, he didn't just try to brush past him. He, no, <laughs> he, he pushed his forearm into the middle yeah, of the yeah. back and sent the bloke flying. So if he'd sort of hit him and then you know swerved around him bit of a difference but the fact that he went over the top of him I thought probably should have been taken off him I this is a tricky one because we've 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 said for two years that they're looking for reasons to take points off people it looks mm. like this year they're looking for reasons to award to points so points, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to whinge about it too much yep, yep. as much as others I know it's happened a few times um, and, and they're still lacking consistency more so when players end up in the line and some don't no, count absolutely. Some do, but yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, just the just it was more the reaction I thought once he made contact that yeah. would would have had me take it off him, but yeah. they they let it go and it by no means changed the the game. <laughs> um, the the brilliant efforts in the first half were built off um, you know the, off the the Titans in like Nichols was brilliant again. Um, Tom Gilbert he's just <laughs> absolutely rubber stamped himself as one of the better forwards in the game yeah. at the moment. He's Brilliant, doesn't um, doesn't even rest for it. You don't, you never see him bludgeon out and no. out in the centres or anything. He's just up for it every time that the ball's anywhere near him. He wants he wants a bit I, of it. I thought mm. this game was a grade Jesse Bromwich too. Yeah, I, I was um, just about to mention <laughs> yeah, Je- Jesse on. Bromwich. Yeah. I thought he's fantastic through the middle of the field, and they've missed him um, with the you know. I think he's been missed a game here and there during the yeah. year, and um, his presence was felt in this one. And I thought um, Stone was really good as well, mm-hmm. uh, middle of the field. For the first twenty he minutes, chopping, he was and chopping blokes in half. Yeah, he was. His defence was really strong, and he yeah. was going pretty well with the ball in hand too. Considering how he's um one of the smaller front rowers yeah. you're ever going to see in your life. So, I thought he was fantastic, especially in that first half. Um, the halves were pretty strong. I thought um, Katoa seems to be building uh, week on week, and Nikarima was actually his footwork was causing quite a few problems for him out. Uh, sorry, his speed was causing a lot of problems for him out wide um, and led to the, some points out there. Uh, Jeremy Marshall King was just brilliant. In, you know, he, him and Aiken were by far the best for the for the Dolphins. Um, well, Burgess, Host and Mowali were very good uh, in setting the foundation and that was just improved upon by Cook and Arrow and um, and Murray. Like, they... The three that I mentioned really did the the dirty work and set up the foundation, and then Murray and Arrow just jumped on the back of that. And well, it's it's funny how often it happens with Panera too. It happens with um, a couple of other good teams when they're in trouble, they just get back to their mm. lock or their their lock with footwork or the couple through the middle of the field boys and just, just running turn as hard a couple as they inside can. out. And mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's it's almost like it's not that difficult to to, to overcome. Yeah, Arrow, Murray and Cook's defence in the middle of the field was a yeah. big part of why they um, repelled the Dolphins as well as they did as well because um, they had quite a few decent opportunities there and they just couldn't seem to bust open that middle. Um, where was I? I've lost me spot on me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> lost um, me spot. What else do I have to add here? I think you've covered off pretty well. I'll walk on uh, trail, but they yeah. speak for themselves. You saw what they, they did. Yeah, well, we, we've, we've now seen Latrell put two in a row as well. We've seen Cody put together a month. Uh, I think they've just found their gears now, mm. uh, Souths, and um, they were out-muscled, but the back class 
and space prevailed, I guess, when Bromish... It was a turning point because they were still in the game, the Dolphins, when he yeah, 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 pinned. Yeah. I think it was only... Maybe they were six ahead. But it, the game was in the balance, and then 10 minutes later, it was um, a 20-point game. Um, he come charging out of the line, didn't he? Yeah. It's... Um, <laughs> Where when you, when we talk careless, that was the definition of careless compared to last week to me. Um, I just think good signs for South it, and and to weather the storm as well. Um, they need they're going to need it out to get any deep get deep into this. Oh yeah, there's going to be good teams that are going to challenge um, them for that's that's where they've been showing up. Um, they'll have to match Penrith this week, but uh, I think you're probably happy. Ilias had a couple of good touches, uh, some good runs as well uh, in and around that sort of half time time, which is I guess where they want him particularly. Um, what else do we take out of? I think that's about it. I think, as you said, I think red. Clear, I, 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 I thought it last week, but I think you're right in that the red line sort of coming for Redcliffe, especially after up. another really physical performance yeah. in and this that's one. And so. that's the style they've chosen to play. So um, I guess they report <laughs> they so there. How are we divvying this up? I had three points for Jay Eric, to be honest, but really? uh, I'm happy to listen to what yeah, you've got right. to add. But obviously Walker Latrell, but you know they're a bit flattered. <laughs> Yeah, I had Latrell for the three points. I thought he was um, dynamic in good mm-hmm. ball and caused them. You know, he was pretty much the catalyst for most of the points. I think for yeah. for the south side. And um, yeah, I was tossing up between Walker with the one and uh, Jeremy Marshall King, and I had Arrow for the two. Uh, okay, we'll go Latrell three, Arrow two. Uh, oh, you could chuck Aiken in there too. Really, Aiken, yeah, Aiken was brilliant. Was, actually, Bromwich and Aiken were. Look, give it to Aiken actually, because that's mm. been his best game in those colours. Yeah, uh, uh, he was a big part of the reason that, that they that got they chasing, and the, and they could have been ahead early on. He throws. If he, he busted him open two or three times. If he went to his winger. I think the second <laughs> yeah. one. They, they're up. Looking they're in, up looking 18. in, looking out, looking yeah. in, looking out. They're up eighteen or eighteen nil or eighteen six. Different game. But he was. Yeah, he was fantastic standing up. Um, his opposition there. See, and Cody Walker very unlucky to miss out on a point. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Bromwich, Jerry Marshall King, same. Yeah, some good individuals in this game. We got to the well, the car crash Friday night. Uh, this was some physical footy, uh, some disappointing footy from from at least the Roosters. Uh, we'll get your thoughts on the Sharks in a minute because the first game was twenty two twelve to them, uh, and that's a scoreline in my opinion that flattered the Roosters. Quite frankly, so what did you think? Yeah, well, um, we had four tries to two, two out of four conversions, played two out of two for the Roosters, one out of one penalty attempts for Cronulla, 39 out of 51 sets, which is yeah, something I'm not <laughs> that overly happy with from the Sharks, and 30 out of 34 for the Roosters, 401 plus running metres for the Cronulla, eight line breaks to three, 46 tackle busts to 30, seven offloads to two. Uh, no force dropouts, no 40-20s. 353 tackles played, 345. One ruck infringement to two. Zero inside the tens. Uh, four penalties conceded by Cronulla. 14 conceded by the Roosters. 13 errors by the Sharks. Nine by the Roosters. And three sin bins for the Roosters. Two of them coming in, what, the last six minutes, I think it was, yep. of the game. Braley made 45 tackles. Butcher made 45. I didn't put the running metres down for some reason. Braley with 100... Uh, Supercoach points, Nikara with 84, and then you had one more shark before you got to Egan Butcher on 79. Let me just, I'll pull up running metres. Uh, Nico, 190 running metres. Talakai, 212. And for the Chooks, we had... I remember looking at it, I just don't know why I didn't write it 183 for Paula, <laughs> 165 Tupo, 170 for Wurra Hargraves, mm. who... Um, 
Yeah, it's quite Again, good, especially in the start of the game. Yeah, we um. came out firing. I, as I said, I think this could have been forty if it wasn't for the Butcher Brothers, pretty much, mm. and and Lindsay and yeah, the defense was very and their good props in the middle. to a lesser yeah. extent. But the, the, their outside backs were cut apart, particularly throughout the second half by Nico. But mm. we'll get your thoughts, Bart. Well, the big part of the first half was the Roosters slowing down the play the ball. The, yeah. I think they went out with a, a definite plan that we can't let this Sharks smaller pack get the roll through the middle because. By the back end of the game, that's what was happening, and that's why they were able to get in and around and you know cause the problems. And they were just generally on either side of the ruck as well. It wasn't like it was a spread, spread and hit an edge. It was cause the problem on the edge of the ruck and yeah. then get the ball out wide yeah. and then go from there. So, um, which you saw with the the Nico run from dummy half and the Cora busting a few holes to one pass off the ruck and stuff like that. So, um, but. That's where all most of these penalties came from in the first half. Yep. It was just continual roosters trying to slow down the play of the ball every time, putting three and four blokes in there, laying all over the play of the ball. Uh, there was a period there for about 10 minutes where the Sharks had the ball down on the roosters' line and they just penalty after penalty, reset, reset, penalty, <laughs> and they were just continually laying all over the ball and the Sharks just didn't, couldn't seem to get out to yep. the edges fast enough, which you know led to them not being able to score points. Um, bit hard to judge this game because the Sharks were pretty bad for half an hour, 40 minutes, but yeah. the Roosters were probably pretty bad for 50 or 60. So um, I really would have liked to have seen both teams at their best. They, they both put in a massive effort. Like they were, it was a physical game. They were getting stuck into each other. There's some big shots in defence and some really hard running um, out of the likes of Collins, Warrior Hargraves, uh, Nicora. Uh, Oregon Confuci made a couple of nice runs as well, but... Um, yeah, the Sharks just, obviously that last half an hour, 20 minutes, they were much better than the than the Roosters. I don't know if that was a fitness thing. I think maybe because they'd spent so much time tackling early in the game, it probably wore down on them at, yeah. at the back end of the game. And the fact that they had the cheese off the field, um, Brandon Smith for half an hour, 40 minutes, really didn't help their cause. I because feel like they're, unless he's not fit and he doesn't look that way, but yeah. I feel like they're overprotecting him. Yeah, I think so. Um, and they make, they've made this big song of dance about building him up to 80 minutes, but he needed to be on the field. Yeah, they, um, they completely lost their way when he came off for the, probably the first 15 minutes. Their service out of dummy half was horrible. They, they've made the decision this week to... Uh, to Walker. drop Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know when you're on the outer at, with uh, Uncle Nick, you find yourself at the Bulldogs pretty quickly or somewhere else. <laughs> um, but uh, is he to blame? Is it no. just looking no, for no, some no, fluidity? No. Fluidity, is that a word? He's, he's very much an individual, individualistic type of player. I don't know if that's a word either. But that's individualistic? Yeah, I think enough. so. It'll do. Maybe. But, it's a majestical um, word. He generally looks um, for himself before he starts looking for his outsides yeah. and trying to set somebody else. He's, he's the one who's trying to throw the pass. He's not just yeah. trying to sh- shovel it out because there's good ball to be had outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, he kicks for himself a lot and that kind of stuff, which is probably something that they're trying to get you know, a bit out, a bit of it out of his game, to be honest. And, um, yeah, he's definitely not the reason to be dropped. But, obviously, you saw what they did last year. This time, About this time of the year, they put Manu in at six and yeah. they reaped the benefits from it. And the team was humming there for probably six weeks. So they, they just went from being very clunky like they have started this start of the year as well and to absolutely flying for five or six weeks later with Manu buzzing in and around the ruck. Yep. And that was caused through injury, I'm pretty sure, last year. But um, this year, it's uh, they're, they're forced yeah, their hands. Yeah, out for like so, half, the year, yeah. half the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think they're trying to spark their attack because it, it's been very clunky for large parts of the year. 
and you've seen what Manu can do ball in hand, so he, he does seem a little wasted at times, sitting out on out in the oh, centres. He should be playing somewhere in the spine, oh, no doubt about that. Um, so we'll see what he brings this week. Just before you, I'll get you to talk about Nico, mm. just talk, touch on Blake Braley, something we don't really talk about a lot, but 45 tackles, he has some of the, mm. the better service in the comp. Um, how His tackle technique's to, brilliant as well. Yeah, how important is he to this team? Mm. He gets bumped off a little bit because he is a smaller tiny, bloke, yeah. but his technique, his tackling technique is fantastic, and he's probably one of the reasons that this middle doesn't get pulled apart at times because yeah. him and McGuinness work really well together in defence. And, um, yeah, as you mentioned, his service is fantastic. I, I don't think you see much faster service out of dummy half. He's uh, quite clever in the way he runs the ball as well, which, um, you know, generally the old rule of as soon as there's one marker down, he's off and he's going. And But he doesn't just run into the line to take the tackle either. He's looking for supports yeah. and he's, he's trying to get um, somebody else in a better position than what he's in. So, um, yeah, he seems he's a very clever footballer and um, very strong defence for, for a little bloke and... Reap the rewards in this one with the the try backing yeah. up down the, down the inside with uh, with Nico and, and well Nico was outstanding the last half hour. Um, mm. There's not many better plays now. Now that if, like he's confident, but he when he gets space and time, he's just dangerous because he's got. If he, I think he's so confident he knows he's got two or three options. He's you know he's played fullback, so he knows he's quick enough to beat a bloke. He's yep. uh, got a good passing game both ways. He's happy to even poke a kick behind the line. He just, seems quite intelligent just, as um, well. Of when yeah, it seems like, like he's one of the, the smarter footballers in general. Yeah, he chooses um, his and he's, moments But he's got very, very clear well. joke. Like, it's more, it's not cluttered either. No. You go and watch yeah. it's, Luke Brooks or someone, it's the second guessing. Um, he's got a really big boot on him, which um, yeah. you know, gets him out of trouble a lot of times as well. Like, they'll basically just give it to him on the fourth and he'll just put it 50, 60 metres yeah. down the field, which can change the momentum of a game. Um and he, but he's got some touch on his kicks as well. He's got a, that really good sort of chip bomb out for the Nikoras of the world and um, Jesse Ramian and that, that, that he, he aims at the halves and decent little grubber on him. Um, wouldn't mind having someone as a second sort of backup kicker, but we don't really yeah. have that at the moment. But, um, yeah, no, he's uh, for me it's the timing of when to challenge the line that's probably one of his biggest yeah. attributes. Because like, he... he Really good at picking when to run and who to run at, realistically. Um, you know, what, what gaps to aim for. And he'll angle out knowing that he's coming back for an inside shoulder and, you know, a lazy marker that hasn't chased on the inside. And yeah, he, he's really good at picking teams apart with his running game. So. I think in a case of some of these where some players, and maybe even Sam Walker, some players aren't necessarily flattered is where they're trying something again, the support's not there. And Cronulla, mm. when they're good, they're, they're oh, that's some of the one best hole hitters. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Nukura, um, all of them are just great hole hitters. It's uh, one of the Wilton, ways they set up their game, uh, yeah. And obviously the wingers finish from everywhere, but they're, they're even Bra- to your point all about Braley, you're only so good out of dummy half as a bloke that's going to hit the hole for you, so... Mm. Uh, they're, they're great at that. They're yeah, their brilliant. wingers generally stay on their wing. They don't sort of cut back in too much unless they there's a reason to do so. So there's always width there as well, which gives yeah. you the option, even if your, your centres and your second rowers are running different angles inside and outside your halves, you've still got the width if you want to go for the, the long ball out to a winger. So, And they're, they're fantastic finishers, both of them. So. What else you want to touch on here? Yeah, um, what did I have? Obviously the unfortunate hip drop, which was, you know, Pretty unlucky, and then Moylan <laughs> kissed on the ass and picks it up and runs away for the first try. Um, 
I've already mentioned the penalties and the restarts. We've, we've gone over that pretty thoroughly. I thought the Roosters bench added very little in this game, which was um, one of the reasons that the, that rotation, once it did come in, they, they dropped away pretty markedly, and the Sharks did take advantage of that. Completely different bench this week, so... Yeah, yeah so <laughs> hopefully. Um, Kiri was the pick of the halves. Uh, the forwards probably just edged the Sharks a little bit, um, in physicality anyway. Um, the Sharks were, the, were quicker and sort of buzzing around and causing a few issues on the on the ruck, but the, the Collins and where Hargraves were really a handful to stop through the middle of the field. But again, they, they don't really have a lot of blokes trailing through looking for the ball when you've got Collins, the likes of Collins and that that are standing in tackles. Yeah. So something they could probably look at. Um, I thought Cheese did a good job. He's very good, especially his second injection. He came back on, and I was a little he bit worried there for five or ten minutes. <laughs> he was yeah. starting to starting to cause problems straight away. I think the first t- first touch he had, he went and he was causing problems yeah. back through the middle of the field. And then uh, there was a couple of good forward runs, and they just charged down the field as soon as he came back on, which was um, very noticeable. The Butcher Boys were the were the best two players on the field for the Roosters, um, as you already mentioned. Their defense was fantastic, and Nat was probably a little bit. Stronger in the the running overall running than you know Egan Egan is really starting to turn into that um, wrecking ball on an edge. Yeah. Man, he hits that ball hard when he does run yeah. onto that line. I think it's two weeks in a row he's just gone straight through the defence yeah. and scored a try. Um, just running that really ferocious line, a uh, bit like Nakora on the other side for the Sharks. Uh, I thought Talakai and Mulatalo Mulatalo were the best of the the Sharks back five. Um, they they did make some impact there. Probably Talakai's best game this year. Yeah. Um, he really was busting through tackles and, you know, setting up Mulatalo on his outside. The their pack was good. Uh, the whole pack was good, which was probably the difference between the two the two sides realistically. Um their bench wasn't real good either though, the Sharks. Their bench was pretty poor, I thought. Um especially Royce Hunt, who needs I don't know, he seems to get he seems to lose his head two or three times every game and causes problems for his own team. But um, Braley and uh, Nicola were the best of the forwards. You could throw Teague Wilton in there too, who was really strong in this game. Um, the halves were both good, but Nico just did Nico things. He, just, he split them open when it needed to happen. He was the one that was providing either the, the ball playing or the, the running game to to break them open. Yeah, so, so let's give him three, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, where am I going next? Right, Braley with two. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, 45 tackles, and I think he was up over 100 run metres or close enough to. And then either Nicara, Cheese, or one of the Butchers, you think? I had Nicara or Egan, but, oh, sorry, yeah, Egan just because of the try that he scored, but. Give it to Egan, because like I said, I think I think it's 40 if he's not on the field. If Nat so. didn't um, get sent for 10, it probably would have been Nat, yeah. but th- that sort of cost him a little bit. No, so. fair enough. All right, we roll along. Uh, of course, just quickly, check out rugbyleaguemerch.com.au to buy some of these hats and beanies as we get into the cooler weather. Uh, one more club shirt, plenty going on there. Uh, check them out, Steins and Coasters and all sorts of good stuff. If you're listening on uh, Spotify, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Footy and Frothies. If you're watching on YouTube uh, and want something listening on the car, you can go find us on Spotify, iTunes, and every good podcast are found. So that's the plugs out of the way. Talk about physical, we got to 18-8. The Seagulls gave it to the Storm in another entertaining game of footy. Um, pretty much blasted them off the park. At no point did you'd ever really feel like no. the Storm were in this game, to be honest. Um, 
and uh, it was most enjoyable, um, I will say. Uh, there was, as I said, plenty going on, some late shots, some high shots, uh, <laughs> everything in between, some very hard shots, I know that. Uh, Olam was collecting a few ribs after a couple and vice versa. So uh, what the stats say, though, Brian? Yeah, we had two tries for Manly, one for the Storm, two out of two conversions. Played zero out of one for the Storm, three out of four penalties for Manly and two out of two for the Storm. 36 out of 43 sets, played 27 out of 38. 226 plus running metres and 122 plus post contact metres for Manly. Three line breaks from both sides, 33 tackle busts to 14, seven offloads to six, five force dropouts to one. Zero 40 20s, 296 tackles played 344, one ruck infringement to zero, two inside the tens to one. Six penalties conceded by Manly, nine conceded by the Storm, ten errors to 11. One Sinbin played two, Jake with 36 tackles, Liero with 45, Tom with 200 running metres, and Warbrick with 160. DCE with 104 supercoach points, Paseca with 66, and Warbrick with 65. I'll start with Warbrick, just came out of the way, but I, I, I like his upward trajectory now. I think he's starting to get a better feel for everything, uh, and uh, he's going to be a fine, serviceable first-grade winger. It's hard to tackle. Um, hard to tackle, big and strong. Had some good moments here. Uh, and, yeah, once he gets his header, I think he's still learning. Uh, yeah. And uh, just give him a tick out of everyone his Melbourne team, really. Different game to Rugby Sevens, that's for sure. Uh, absolutely. Uh, where do we start? The physicality was a difference. Uh, Olakuatu, Paseca... Uh, and Jake decided they were just going to snap as many people as they could. LOA <laughs> got his angry head on, which he's known to do at times. Um, but it was a brilliant performance, and um, I'm here for it. I love seeing that kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, mentioned in the first two weeks, this was Manly from the first two weeks. They were out on a mission to absolutely fold every forward that came running their way in the middle of the field, and I loved it. Loved seeing it, man. It was fantastic. The only bloke that stood up for Melbourne... Oh. Also, King and Cadell tackled their ass off and did mm-hmm, try hard mm-hmm. on the other end, but I thought Christian Walsh matched the fight yep. as best he could. The rest of them... Liero just, had a crack. But, but they were shown up uh, and well, so... so um, I don't think... I know it's hard to do when you're getting folded, as you said, but I don't think necessarily Munster at fullback helped. It looked like everyone yeah. was just yeah. out of position. I think that the sink that we, we talked about, like I talked about last week, how good they are together, and that was missing. It just nothing they did was right. They're in each other's way. Uh, I think there was a couple of times where they made decisions away from each other that looked like you know, an average team. A bit like when, an average when they did look good, it was when Munster came back and started playing 5-8 again because yeah. he was playing two positions in this game yeah. and he had to cover both of them. Um, his positioning was pretty good in defence uh, at fullback, but, yeah, they really need him in that front line and when they're yeah. attacking. He's, he just makes a difference. He makes the you know makes the defense question on ex- exactly what's going to happen because he's not real sure what's going to happen. I think half the time either. So just sort of makes it up on the fly, and um, his footwork and speeds enough to cause problems if he decides to run it. And he's he's passing games um, as good as anyone really when he's when he's on. So uh, keep going. Yeah. So give your take on their pack, and then uh, maybe even touch on some some of their backs got quite physical at times as well. Yeah, well, Melbourne dead set only matched Manly for five or ten minutes in this game, and it was probably five minutes in each half, really. Um, and it was the outside backs that were doing it. It was, wasn't getting done through the middle of the field. It was um, the likes of Olam coming in and taking runs and Warbrick, which would get them on the front foot, and then they yeah. could play from there. But, um, yeah, they, they got really out-muscled in the middle of the field, which... Something we've been expecting, actually, and um, they've been holding their own for a little while now, but they they were showing up, definitely showing up with their lack of size in the middle of the field for, for the Melbourne team. Um, 
They scrambled really well, which kept the game as close as it was. Um, oh, absolutely. I think they saved two or three tries yeah. in the first half, and the score could have been 20, 20 blot going into half time or yeah, something like that, 20 to four or whatever it may have been. Um, and the game could have been completely different at the back end. But, um, yeah, their, their defensive scramble, which the coach has been knocking them for a couple of weeks about, <laughs> you know, at the start of the year, about how poor they have been. They're, the last two weeks has been fantastic, and they've probably saved six or seven tries in the last two weeks uh, with their scramble defence. So if they can keep doing that, they're going to stay close enough to be in most games of footy. Um, but, yeah, they they were... They did really well to shut Manly down a few times, but Manly were quite good as well at shutting. Uh, you know, Storm did have a couple of opportunities out wide, and I think there was. They also saved a try or two, uh, yeah. just either side of half time. Against uh, the Parker, side, so. he saved one, but he was quite good defensively, um, chopping some guys down late there as well. Um, Harper had one of his better games um, yeah. that we've seen out of him for, for quite some time, and he was pretty good in defence as well. I thought. Mm. Um, out there, but uh, yeah, such a brutal encounter. I've got a few question marks on how both of these teams aim up next week. I actually, or this week we'll coming, we'll save that for preview because I, yeah, we should, <laughs> we, yeah, we'll save it. For Beautiful, preview. Beautiful little chip from DCE for that first try for Tommy. Um, yeah. he's had Tom was on, obviously on the front foot and it's really hard to hold him out if he's you know, because Munster was up in the line, but he, he did get back, but obviously not close enough to stop the try. Um, and it was DCE's kicking game that really kept them in this game as well. Five force dropouts, I'm pretty sure they were all his. Um, there was a one point there for, it was about, seemed like 15 or 20 minutes where they just were absolutely peppering Melbourne's line yep. with, you know, um, dropout after dropout and Melbourne kept going short so <laughs> not getting the ball back. So, they, you know, they were coming at them from 10, 15 metres out on their line and that was the period where Melbourne scrambled really well and managed to keep them out. But... Um, yeah, I really thought Manly should have run away with this game. At I, the I think, and I don't think you necessarily agree, with it, but I still think Tommy's on one leg. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's not a, he's not not trying. No, no means. he's having he's a go. He's metres, but there's a couple of times where he's just they're just pushing that pass. But usually Tommy hits a hole and off mm-hmm. he goes. He's just that step slower. Yeah, he's still thinking about his running style uh, because obviously yeah, that's what they're trying to change. It, it was but. obvious on a couple of occasions, mm. and I think even hitting holes like this, like 12 months ago, he would have burst straight through over the top of. Some of this defence and scored another try. Or two, yeah, yeah, but, absolutely. Um, yeah. But I agree with everything. DC was just a magician. He, he was absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and and it takes a calmness as well to to be able to just settle for those five repeat sets mm-hmm. and not panic or try and push too much. Um, and he, ju- he just brings that. The um, bench rotation for Melbourne was pretty good. Um, there was two of them that really stood out for me, and Alec McDonald and Garlic that both come in and had a, a, a really good crack off the bench. Um, which sort of it seemed to stiffen them up there for for a little period of time, just sort of either side of half time. But um, yeah, uh, Remus Smith was pretty good, probably his best game of the year. Yep. Um, you already he mentioned looked the most dangerous, I think, out of the backs in terms yeah. of footwork. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Warbrick was decent, as you already mentioned. Munster was good, but as I said, had to play two different positions, which doesn't help. We've mentioned the forwards, Welch and Liero, who were the... Well, Liero, I thought, was probably their best player, and Welch was really good as well in the middle of the field. Um, Trebojevic... The Trebojevic boys were good, but they weren't, um, you know, outstanding like they, they are in some weeks. And Jake, while he was still quite good in the middle of the field, I think he was showing up by a couple of the others, to be honest. I still um, thought Jake was brilliant. I yeah. Just, he, he doesn't miss tackles. He, no, he doesn't miss he tackles. He hurts when he tackles. Yeah. 
Um, I was really wrapped in Sipley's return, to be honest, coming in off the bench. I think he played about 50 minutes and he was really strong through the middle of the field. Um, and Bullymore was was good as yeah. well, coming off the bench for them, which I think sees him starting this week. So good to see that he's been rewarded with that. Uh, Paseca and Olakawatu were quite good and, and uh, Croker at dummy half was sort of was really quite good at times put, getting his forwards onto the ball and getting them down into good position. Uh, there's some really nice skill in both of Manly's tries. Obviously, I mentioned the chip kick, but the the uh, offload from Paseco when he was just about to hit his, hit, his, uh, hit the ground and he pops it back for Croker to yeah. score the try, I thought that was one of um, the better parts of the play in the game. But And Yanya, speaking of returns, I thought Sabra was great. Yeah, he was, physical. actually. He was yeah, um, yeah. the most physical I've seen him. Mm. Manning up in tackles. And uh, I do love, and we'll get to see some long-range tries this year, yeah, but I yeah, love that absolutely. kick for him early. I think they didn't try it till late in the game, but it's there, uh, and we'll see plenty of it. Uh, yeah, come to think of it, he was actually really good, wasn't he? He was um, the most physical I've seen him, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, He's been throwing a few weights around us. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, look, I'll give him a necessary rap, but I thought Aaron Woods was... Fine in his debut, mm-hmm. he, he only had one dumb moment early, and the rest was he was um, doing his usual work. So had a try taken off him too. And didn't had a, he? Did have a try <laughs> taken off him. So more power to him. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to see a stalwart of the game. You know, you don't want to see him fade away. So, so yeah, as you said, I, I think for both teams, the thing to take out is I'll be concerned how they back up this week. Uh, Going to be some sore boys. There'll be some sore <laughs> boys, and that's. Um, and in, very interesting when we get to the preview show. I'm giving DCE three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had week this in trying to split up. I, I had Jake in the numbers. I had all the Kawatu in numbers. I had. Uh, I had Sipley for two. I, um, I uh, didn't you consider Sipley. Got his stats there. Right. Go and have a look yeah, at it because they were tremendous in in forty minutes. Yeah, sixteen helps on sixty. Yeah, give him two. Uh, honorary mention Walsh as well because I thought he was. Yeah, yeah, Welch was, um, was very good. Up um, there, but who would give one to? Mm, I had um, Paseca or Liero. I thought they were two of the really um, more dynamic ball runners for both of their sides. So, Give it to but, Paseca. Yeah. It, wasn't it a weekend for front row forwards? Absolutely, and, and, uh, it was. I've just given away my salute, but these <laughs> are some front row efforts this week. Uh, let's get to 22-14. The Warriors... Held on and 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 held on against the Cowboys. <laughs> and then held on some more and then scored uh, in the second half. Uh, Talking of front rowers, I know almost every game the Warriors play, I have a dollar on Fanua Blake, Fanua, first yeah. try scorer. Yeah, and here he was. And I fucking didn't <laughs> did I? <laughs> he was only paying 80s. It's okay. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Warriors 22, Cowboys 14, four tries to three, 20, two out of four conversions, one out of three for the Cowboys. One out of two penalty attempts for the Warriors. 27 out of 35 sets played 36 out of 42 for the Cowboys. Enough ball to win this game and, yeah, we'll yeah. get to it. 242 running metres uh, plus for the Cowboys. Four line breaks to five. 37 tackle busts by the Warriors, 16 by the Cowboys. Four offloads from both sides. One forced dropout from the Warriors, four from the Cowboys. No 40-20s. 346 tackles played 265 for the Cowboys. That's massive. Five ruck infringements to zero. Zero inside the tens to one. Seven penalties conceded to nine. Ten errors by the Warriors. Seven by the Cowboys. Tavanga with 47 tackles. Robson with 37. Charles Nickel Clockstab with 180 metres. And Tuolagi with 186. Cotter with 81 supercoach points. Fanua Blake with 79. And Curran with 75. 
I, well, kudos to the Warriors because I said they ha- they would have defended for what twenty eight minutes in the second half. Absolutely, I yeah. it was just uh, non stop. But what does that then say about the Cowboys' attack? Uh, Townsend looks somewhere between flustered and lost most of the yeah, time. Yeah, completely lost like, at the I, moment. Oh, he was shocking on the weekend, absolutely shocking. And I don't know if that's resolved. He doesn't seem to want to do anything but kick the ball. No, or shovel it on, and it's mm. um, it shows because. I think teams have jerried their one point of attack is going to be drink water, and, and they shut it down. Yeah. And didn't to an extent, but didn't usually can have that run. Yeah, yeah he's going to um, run the ball, and so drink water's the one trying to put people away. Yeah. They just looked, um, they just looked terrible here. The Cowboys, I thought, given how much ball they had, this was, uh, this was a sort of effort you see from from those from the the Dragons level teams that mm. just attack and attack and don't come up with points, and uh, it wouldn't happen twelve months ago. Yeah. So well, same with the Warriors. The Warriors would not have hung on well, like this exactly right. <laughs> 12 so, months ago. So are you, are you leaning towards the former ladder there, the Warriors? I'm absolutely loving what I see out of the Warriors. And for me, game after game, they're firming for a top eight spot and probably... I um, think they're just about... I don't even use it. I higher up. I think their morals yeah. to make the eight. Further away, like further up from the eight than um, down towards it. So they're looking fantastic at the moment and their commitment is brilliant, um, which we've said... This year, many times already, but their fitness and r- resilience—they just turn up, turn up, turn up—and they're quite, quite physical as well. They've, they've got a massive pack, and yeah. they make—they <laughs> do—they—they um, they leave it all out there. So it's been top notch. Um, the Cowboys just continue to play this same long pass side to side shit that they were playing last year without earning the right through the middle of the yeah. field. Last year, th- that was built on them wearing teams down through the middle of the field, punching holes in the middle, and then going wide. At the moment, they seem to just go one, two, hit up, and then try to spread it out to Val and Tualangi and drink water on the edges, and it's getting them nowhere like, because they're not bending the, mid- the middle back. So there's, you know, the defence just slides with the ball and they get belted out, out wide. And, and we've and touched on the, no the scoring opportunities lost, but I think it's showing through now. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, no Luciano, no Tamalolo, one-legged Tamalolo, but no Tamalolo no now. No Tom Gilbert. No Gilbert. Um, Cotter's been in and out of the side. And now Benji Tamo, so... Mm. Um. Yeah, I think it just shows up. You, you, it's a, it's a great point because unless you're bending the line, well, it's quite easy to sit back and yeah. And they, they continue the to throw cut out. They go cut out, cut out, and it's out in the center in the wings. And the yeah. defense is just standing there looking at them, going, "Okay, what are you going to do now? Like we've got yep. a whole line here. You got to find a way through." Yep. And unless there's a piece of brilliance or a little kick in behind the line, like nothing seems to be happening. So it makes me nervous when it gets to the stage where just someone thinks they have to try their own thing. Like mm-hmm. try and you just get lots of this running. You've yeah. talked about lots and lots of running around in circles yep. or shitty little chip kicks. Putting a little chip in yeah. or yeah, Val trying to bust through yeah. four people when they're just standing right in front of you. <laughs> yep. um, and yeah, it's becoming more and more concerning because it keeps happening week after week. Um, drink water, as you mentioned, seems to be their only, their only point of ball playing at the moment. And he, he does get into the line a little bit and causes a, a problem with a cutout pass here or there, but that's one or two tries. But yeah. You need to find another way. You need the, the you, needs you can to sum up most of Drinkwater's try assists with rainbow ball. It runs, uh, a, runs at the 5-8 and throws run, a cutout. Yeah, or yeah. Um, or a grubber like in behind, back into the post. And it's about yeah. the Deedon playbook, uh, the Drinkwater playbook. Yeah. Townsend needs to start going to the line with options, which they're not providing yeah. um, on either side. Dearden needs to continue to run the ball, but he needs to take options with him as well because it's either he either seems to run the ball for himself or put a kick in behind the line, and that's about the extent of his game at the moment as well. And they're, they're just so limited in their attacking options; it's becoming glaring, <laughs> glaringly obvious. And they're not um, they're not doing the work through the middle either. I know they've got a few outs in the middle there, and 
they've put their um, all their eggs in the basket of a few kids that are coming through, and they're just not aiming up at the moment. So, no. Uh, for the for the Warriors, well, uh, Dylan Walker's just ended beast mode. Now. How good he's is just, he? <laughs> like he turned up enormous this year, and he mm. just keeps fucking. He's a wrecking ball now. He was good at five eight yeah. too. He, he, he provided uh, a few good attacking options for them. Um, he was busting through tackles as well. He shaved his head and turned into a different <laughs> player. Um, Tavanga again was absolutely yeah. brilliant. Um, he just seems to be one of those players that absolutely loves the physicality. Like yeah. the harder you hit him, the more he just seems yeah. to enjoy it. <laughs> just revs him up and gets him going even further. Um, but yeah, they were they were pretty well beaten all over the field. I thought. I know that the. The Cowboys did they, they did start to win the middle in the second half, and that was where they got the ball back and they continued to, you know, pressure the Warriors time and time again. But with limited options, the pressure was building, but there was no way of they just couldn't break break down the Warriors' defensive line. And that's kudos to them because the, <laughs> there's been what the last four or five years the Warriors have been lucky to go more than 15 minutes without conceding a try. Yeah, I think but they. I think the last two years they've conceded the most, like more than. If they weren't the most last year, the Tigers were. They were in the comp, but the year before, I think that they're in the conversation as well. No, the Cowboys were pretty slow and soft all over the field. Really, there's um, only a few of them that were really worth mentioning. Uh, Tamalolo, Robson, and Nanai were average, um, maybe okay if you want to go that far. I thought Granville was decent, and he was probably one mm. of the, provided more options than most of them. And Cotter was easily their best player coming back off the back of an injury. Um, he was fired up and shot out of a cannon a few times, but. Um, yeah, there's not a lot more to mention there. The Warriors were all decent to good. Like, I don't think they had a poor player out there, to be honest. Uh, Walker, Montoya and Ford were really good. Um, Harris coming back after, you know, a couple of weeks layoff. It was a nice injury. little um, pipe opener for him, just get oh, 30 tackles out of the way. Absolutely. Some really yeah. good charges with the ball as well. Tavanga, Curran has been very strong the last say, two weeks. I think Curran's worked like, out again what his best role is. He's in got his a pack. few errors in him and yeah. he gets a little bit hot-headed occasionally and, you know, his head high here and there and a drop ball. But yeah. he's um, he's really putting in. He's making a lot of tackles and he's a lot of hard runs, which is, um, it's get, got him back in the starting well, side, starting I think, now. Feel, so. I think it started, he's probably, it's almost like, because he was a standout a lot last year in a shitty mm-hmm. team. And it's almost like he's had to now earn his stripes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the shit, they're all playing good. Like <laughs> it, yeah, it's like, oh, fuck, these are New Zealand... These are is an international forward back at their best. Most mm. of them, he's now got to you know step up to. The, it's almost like he had to just refine himself a bit there. Yeah, yeah. And he has, and he's like I said, it's a different role for him, but it's a last two weeks he's been fantastic, and yeah, um, yeah one for, probably one for your super coaches if you if you mm. want willing to lean that way. Fanua Blake and Sean Johnson were the difference in this game. Yeah. They were by far the best players on the field. Yep. I had Fanua Blake with a three. I gave him man of the match. I thought he was brilliant ball in hand, which is when he's at his best, he's so hard to, to yeah. handle. He just causes all sorts of problems through the middle of the field. And he takes two and three blokes with him. Like, he'll hit the line and come out 10 metres past with two blokes hanging on to him and, and one bloke left on the ground behind him. And he did that a few times in this game. Sean Johnson was fantastic again. Cool, calm, composed. His kicking game's been brilliant. Um, really lovely pass to put Karen away for the last try of the game. The... the the one that sealed the match at the end of the game, like the one you mentioned earlier with the trell, the double pump and the soft hands just to put a bloke through a hole. And then I had three three blokes all in for the one. I had um, Cotter from the Cowboys or Curran or Tavanga for the one. I don't even Tavanga a point in the last month and I think he deserves one, so mm. give it to him. Uh, just on the back, well, let's just check the stats here. I think he made 40-something. Yeah, 47 tackles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think too many of them were too soft, so... <laughs> 
let's get to you're good to keep plowing on. Yeah, mate. Look at you. Look at us. Sixteen <laughs> fifteen uh, golden point struck again with Panthers and an Nathan Cleary field goal. Two Nathan Cleary field goals, uh, getting them home in uh, well a game which maybe I don't know if it exposed Penrith or whatever. But let's talk at some stats first. <laughs> Three tries to two, one out of three conversions for the Knights, one out of two for Penrith. One out of two one-point field goals for the Newcastle, two out of four for Penrith. Uh, the Knights missed with their one attempt at penalty goal and Penrith kicked two from two. 27 out of 40 sets, played 31 out of 42. 460-plus running metres and 99 post-contact metres ahead for Penrith. Two line breaks to three, 30 tackle busts to 24. Five offloads to nine, two force dropouts from both teams. 140-20 for Penrith, 364 tackles played, 329. Two ruck infringements from both sides, one inside the 10 against Penrith. Nine penalties conceded by Newcastle, six by Penrith. 12 errors to 14, which would be concerning for the uh, for Ivan there, I would mm-hmm. imagine. Mann with 46 tackles, Kenny with 52. Marzu with 153 running metres and Edwards with 222 <laughs> Cleary with 86 supercoach points, Frizzell with 77 and a hair pull, and Yo with 69. <laughs> this was another physical match where Penrith got out physical. They did. Um, they got bashed here and they didn't like it. I Until they, they missing, reset in the last I know they were 20 minutes. Fisher or so. Harris and. Um, no, they had Leota. Sorry. No, Leota was there. Yeah. Uh, who am I thinking of? Liam Martin was on the field for too long. but No, he wasn't. Um, yeah, they got bashed here and they mm-hmm. yeah, didn't like it, played off the back foot, and they're not especially good at it. Mm. Um, but I thought Newcastle were very good. I the server seemed a bit slow again this week yeah. out of Kenny, which doesn't help with the roll through the middle yeah. of the field. But, yeah, Newcastle played close to their best game of footy that they've played this year, and they've played some good football this year. So. Given what's been thrown at them with injury after injury as well, uh, not quite Bulldogs level, but no, getting no, there. Not there. Uh, I thought they were fantastic again. Uh, Lockie Miller just lights the field up. Every time he touches the ball, you feel like something's going to happen. Uh, and I think defensive oh. lines are now a bit scared of him because they tend to hang off a little bit. What could have been? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, sure we get to see Metcalf put both legs back on as well. Yeah, hopefully. One uh, day. Poor Blake's had more injuries than games, I think, mm. in his career. Um, um, but, yeah, like your Frizzell's... Uh, and uh, Thompson for a bit there till he got injured. And Cy Frizzell Cy, was brilliant in this uh, game. And Saifidi had his probably his best game yeah, as yeah, well yeah, absolutely. this year. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, they just gave it the pen and forward pack, and mm-hmm. they built the platform off the back of that. Yep. Phoenix yep. Crossland was good. Service was good and um, did some clever stuff. Um, was it his kick this game that led to one of the tries the last week? No, I don't think it was this week. No, it wasn't this week. Um, no, it wasn't. He scored the one at the end. Yeah, Newcastle were the better side for at least the first half, probably 60 minutes realistically. But yeah. um, Penrith got back into that arm wrestle. Like they, they didn't seem to be want to get want to get involved in that type of play for a good 40, 50, 60 minutes. And but they they did. They went back. And you know there. What it was Yo and his footwork through the middle, mm-hmm. and there it was. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. as you said before. There's teams that just get to that point and go, look, this isn't working. We need to go back to what we know is yeah. going to work. And it was. It was Hopgood on one edge. It was Hop-Hoskins. Uh, Hosking on one now edge. Who is matching matching Yo's output? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yo I, through I the middle. I don't think um, they can afford to leave him out now. A good 10-minute stint from Spencer Lenu and then another good 10 minutes from Leota, which really sort of you know, got him back into this game and in, into good field position. And um, some really good kicking from Cleary, which is every week. Uh, got one of the better long-kicking games when they're in trouble to get him down the other end of the field. Um Newcastle just too many errors. Um, 
you know, well, there's too many errors from both teams, realistically. But um, and it stopped the game from getting into that free-flowing state yeah. where it could have been, you know, 24 plays 28 or something like that at the back end of the game. But um, Panthers seemed to um, off kilter for a long part of this match. They, as you mentioned, they did. They were getting belted. They didn't like it. They didn't. They seemed very unorganised at different times. To- different points in this game and it, it wasn't Penrith it was what Newcastle <laughs> were dishing up to them and they they weren't really sure how to react I think um, because not a lot of teams have put up that kind of physicality and you know it's just constant pressure that they had to deal with in this game uh, yeah they were opposition was at, matching them in the middle and they were killing them on the edges as you mentioned Lockie Miller was causing all sorts of problems out wide and but it was only due to Penrith scramble that kept them in this game as long as, again, another team that scrambled their way in defence to be able to um, keep out some tries here from this Newcastle team whose attack has gone through the absolute roof this year compared to what it was last year. They didn't look like scoring a point last year, but, um, yeah, we'll see what happens when Ponga comes back into the into the fold well, this week. Before but he goes, we, I think we need to wrap Tyson Gamble. He's done a, a mm, quite a good absolutely. job as the... Interim 5-8. He's going to go into 14, so... He's going to get plenty. He'll probably play 60 minutes. He'll play dummy bit of half. Bit and, and that's dummy half. And probably yeah. more lock. Like the, the, what Kurt Man's job used to be, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's tough. Uh, he hits a line hard. He gives him a gobful. Yep. Uh, him and Hastings obviously have a really good understanding because they're close to the best kick-for-each-other combination. yeah. yeah. That we've seen this year, at least the two of the best sledges in a comp and two between of the, best the pair of them. Comp. Um, yeah, in another world, they could have been the Tigers' house because Tyson Gamble's a mm. former Tiger. Mm. Just to dwell on that one as well. Anyway, <laughs> but um, he'll fit in fine wherever he goes. It'd be, it is interesting to see what Ponga brings to this team. Whether it disjoints yeah. them, whether it picks them up, whether they, they him and Lockie and tag team and drop in and out of the line, and maybe it creates another. We are heading to Origin, so maybe. Newcastle did a really good job of slowing down Penrith's middle. Um, they they put them on their back. They got physical with them. They hung in and around the play of the ball, which led to a bit of stop-start play, which Penrith really don't like. They like to continue ball in play, you know, constant pressure. And, um, yeah, it rattled them for, for a long time in this game. Newcastle probably should have won, realistically. They should have won. They'll, they'll sustained defence was brilliant. They just couldn't find a way to crack them at, with, with different opportunities that they had. And um, but the, the ten errors from Newcastle was probably the reason that they didn't win this game. Penrith made mistakes, but a lot of it was through their setup stuff in the middle of the field, yeah. like a, you know a bad play, the ball, a, a drop ball out of a forward trying to march down through the middle of the field. A lot of Newcastle's errors came in try scoring opportunities, like yeah. with good ball, a one on one opportunity, ball hits somebody on the chest and they drop it. And you know if you hold on to that ball, that could create a quick play of the ball. You could beat your one on one defender and then you score. So. A lot of their um, their stuff came on the back of attacking plays rather than Penrith, which was sort of just the ruck through the middle of the ruck. But, um, yeah, it really didn't help. Um, Fitzgibbon was um, was fantastic, I thought. So was Hastings and Gamble. They were good. Mann and Frizzell were great in this game. I don't think I've ever seen Kurt Mann make so many tackles. No. <laughs> he made 45, 46 tackles. And Frizzell was close back near... back. Uh, representative days, he was absolutely killing it, ball in hand. He was brushing guys off, making good cover defence as well. Um, I thought he was fantastic for the Newcastle side. Let me think about this. He's almost the form back rower of the comp. If you're picking a New South Wales team, last couple of weeks he has been. Yeah. Well, last probably three mm-hmm. at least. I'm just trying to think. Brilliant. 
who's been more consistently as or who's been consistently as good as him week in week. And he's in. He'll be in the conversation, I'm sure, because he's he's been there, done it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, we'll see where Crichton and that fit back in this week. But um, yeah, he's been good. Uh, the bench was okay for Penrith. Hoskins, Leota, and Kenny were very good. I thought. And yeah, just clearing, yeah, they were the difference. Yeah. They they generally always are. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, touch on the actual winning of the game for to nail. Well, what a finish to have Cleary <laughs> nail a field goal and Hastings nail it from a uh, gamble. Sorry, set up yeah, which yeah. he does, which is the Hastings playbook. Take all of the pressure, so the other and then give it to the other boy. Yeah. And he did nail it, gamble, mm-hmm. uh, and then Cleary and the Spencer Lenu run. They were going nowhere, and Lenu's ran twenty five. Well. 15 metres yeah. to get him a shot was um, and a quick fantastic ball. finish yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he does it I was surprised that he missed through. two that he missed to be honest yeah and they weren't pretty at all <laughs> no, they well, well the first one was so bad I thought Hastings had actually charged it down mm. and he missed it he missed, just missed it yeah he um, just obviously shanked the outside of the ball but um, and you don't see him do it two times in a row and no. he didn't <laughs> no, <it's perfect. laughs> the last one was what just uh, just on 30 38 39 yeah. meters or something and he yeah. absolutely drilled it through the middle uh, the only bloke we haven't touched on that i want to give a bit of rap to is tango he yeah, footwork yeah. he was he's very been he looked very dangerous um out wide probably the most all year really look. he's probably been there he's, one um, of their most he's consistent been their best outside back yeah. i think and uh, uh yeah outside back um and you're really growing into a, a, a very top quality um, centre, so it's hard to get a hold of. As yeah. just mentioned, his footwork's brilliant, and he's got really good acceleration as well. So, I'm not sure how he goes over 80, 90 metres, but <laughs> that yeah. first fifteen or twenty, he's he's very sharp. And yeah, he's, he steps off a dime. So, let's get Penrith great. fans mad. Watching, I was watching this game. I was watching Jerome Luai. <laughs> right, yeah, let's do it. And I realised Jerome Luai is Luke Brooks. He has a shit left cook kicking... Or With the worst shit. kicking game. He's got a worse <laughs> kicking game than Luke Brooks. He, he does the same plays. He, he tries to run that same line uh, and he achieves nothing. And when he panics, he run, either runs around in circles. Uh, he doesn't have his big uh, big man outside him kick out anymore, mm-hmm. which has exposed him. And uh, I just don't know where his creativity actually comes from. He's got a, that. And I give him the fact that he's got a better step and probably a little bit more physical than Brooks, but, but he's other than that, if you, and this, I'll go as far to say, if you today picked up Luke Brooks mm-hmm. and chopped him. him into the pen, this exact Penrith team, this exact Luke Brooks, not Luke Brooks from five years ago, no, the bloke who's this been Luke playing Brooks this today yeah, yeah, yeah. gave him a month with Penrith, mm-hmm. he'd be a better Jerome Lawyer than Jerome Lawyer. No, I'd, I'd have to agree with you. People would be sitting there and go, fuck, well, you could be in New South He'd be a superstar in Brooks, his Penrith team. Brooks has probably had one of his better years in... A long time, to be honest. Given year. where he's come from, yes, and I don't want to make this about Luke Brooks, but it's no. more a reflection on Dream Luke Law. Brooks would add more to this team than what they're getting out of Jerome Lai. And until I see otherwise... I'd almost go as far to say Matt Moylan would probably offer more than... Well, in terms, of touch, in terms of touch and just a bit of patience, potentially. Mm. But for what the game what the game Luai is playing right now, Brooks is faster, uh, a better tackler, uh, and has a better yeah, kicking yeah. game. Yeah. So, yeah, there's my little... Rant that's <laughs> right in and tell me I'm wrong because I'm not. And you watch it. Watch Jerome Lai this week and, and see what I'm And watch both of them. If um, I could be bothered and I can't, and I had access to the Fox archives, I reckon I could overlay them on each other and people go, oh, fuck, they're, they're pretty yeah. similar. So, anyway, what do you think? Am I My wrong? big knock on Lai is that I've never seen him put more than one game back-to-back. Well, uh, I've never seen him play back-to-back games of good, and, fo- and good back-to-back like We games could name football. his best games on one hand. Mm-hmm. Um Whereas, you know, you'd could name, you have to take your shoes off to name Cleary's. Mm. But, um, 
But you know what I mean? I just don't. And the fact that he, he does have options. like They do provide him with the depth. They, the wingers generally hold yeah, out on that left edge. He's had kick out for such a long time that it's uh, it's um, just made his ball playing look a lot better than I think it actually is. Because yeah. he generally, it's either the short ball to the, the back rower or the, the cutout to the winger. There's no real deception. There's no sort of holding the ball up to the last second. to put. It's either just to hit the front runner or hit the guy behind. There's not a lot of, you know, apart from his, his step and getting inside and, or outside defenders, yeah. his ball playing does leave a lot to desire, be mm. desired, in my opinion. But. Yeah, I agree. So, well, we'll keep an eye on it and write it next week. Watch them both this week. And yeah, watch him absolutely come out and kill yeah, it we, this we, week. You know, every time I have knocked someone on this show this year, Cody Walker's playing the best foot he's ever played. Yeah. Uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon's now, you know, the superstar, except we haven't touched on what a fucking pelican. He deserved to be penalised for that shot and... Um, Mildly shocked he didn't. I'm sure if the kick had a missed, it would have been a kick straight in front for the high shot on the field goal. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, what sort of stupidity is that to do that? Yeah, that situation throwing the game away. Um, it should have been penalised. Yeah. Should have been penalised. Uh, but anyway, they they won, uh, and it probably should have cost Newcastle or did cost Newcastle the game. But um, yeah, I don't know. Any else from this game? I think I've had my rant. No, no, not really. I know Cleary kicked the field goals to win the match, but I had Isaiah uh, as the man of the match. I yep. think if he doesn't do what he did for that last half an hour in this game, they probably don't get any points realistically because he he was the one that was breaking open the middle of the field to provide the ball yep. uh, out wide in time and space, as I like to say, for Cleary and his compatriots outside of him. Cleary obviously gets a two. Uh, clutch moment, come in, take the, take the two, and... He he did do some very nice things during the game, forcing well, force dropouts. And he's not in the field, they lose oh, 18. They probably don't score a point. 18 nil or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I had Frizzell, uh, Mann or Hoskins for the one. I'm probably leaning towards Frizzell. I thought he was tremendous yeah, I think in Frizzell's this game. Worth, worth well, getting noted. So, yes, I agree. I will say I don't think they can move Hoskins from that edge now. I think doesn't should, look like they it. should keep him mm-hmm. there. Sorry, Luke Garner. Sorry. Uh, whoever else is in line, but he yeah, should looks like be Sorensen out there comes and, out and working hard. And, and just onto the out, bench. And, like I said they, yeah. they need someone matching Yo's output, uh, uh, particularly because you don't have the, the spark of kick out uh, and haven't really had fish this year. So and his defence is solid as well. Um, yeah, and 40, he, odd, 40, I think he had the same tackles. He runs a really good, um, he runs a fantastic line for Cleary out there, and it looks like they've struck up a combination yeah. already. So, so yeah, uh, there's definitely something sure, there for And him. Nathan's the sort of guy to go, no, I want him on my outside. And more power to him to doing, doing so. The hair pull? Uh, well, we saw one in the, the game before that was not a hair pull. I Definitely wasn't intentional. I, I don't think it was intentional. I don't think there's... Trying to grab the jersey like it was to bring less than down. intentional. Like, it wasn't even close to intentional. Have you heard all the talk and the chat around what everyone's yeah, been yeah, saying? I, uh, yes and no, but, like, do I think it should have been... Look, was I upset it was a penalty a little bit, but did it, I have seen worse. What mm. do you think? Yeah, well, I don't think it was. It was by no means intentional. Um, probably one of well, the I think things if he that he doesn't I've have hair. He grabs a jersey. Yeah, he, he grabs the jersey, jersey anyway. him down. So um, one of the things. Well, obviously Fletch brought it up on the the Sunday night show, uh, Matty John's show. In the NFL, basically, if your hair comes out of your helmet and goes down to where your name would be across the top of your jersey, there, just under the collar, it's considered part of your uniform. Yeah, and okay. I probably Fair don't enough. disagree with it, to be yeah. honest. Um, if you know players trying to grab your collar as you're running past and yep. your hair's sitting there, then yeah, I'm, but. I'd, I'd be fine with that rule. They won't like that rule. But no. I'd be fine <laughs> with that rule. Uh, yeah, well, that's it. Um, 
who do parents have Souths this week? Yes. Very, this preview show is interesting. Like we mm. keep, it's almost like every show, everything's leading to another story, but we'll get to that soon. All right. Saturday night wrapped up 43-26. Eventually the Broncos found their top gear, as they tend to do lately, and ran away from the Titans, who were fantastic for the first... Again, another one. Another. I think probably one of the stories of this weekend is the those sort of middle-of-the-range, lower-range teams are stepping up, but they just can't step up for, you know, can't, go as, yeah. can't go as hard for as long as, as the best teams, really. But They had them rattled. They had them completely game, rattled in the first great game. Um, from a man amongst men, but tell us some stats. <laughs> four tries uh, for the Titans, seven for the Broncos. Four out of four conversions, played six out of seven. One out of one field goal attempts for the Broncos. Both teams had one out of one penalty attempts. 30 out of 39 sets, played 30 out of 41. 200-plus running metres for the Broncos, four line breaks to five, 19 tackle busts to 40, nine offloads to seven, one forced dropout from both teams, zero 40-20s, 324 tackles played 275, four ruck infringements to one, seven penalties conceded to eight, nine errors to 13, one sin bin for the Titans. Fafita with 36 tackles, Carrigan with 31, Fodawaka with 200 running metres and Payne Huss with 187. Reese Walsh with 101 supercoach points, Adam Reynolds with 91, and David Fafita with 82. Mo Fodawaker turned up against his forward pack and just decided he was going to wreck havoc. the glint in your eye. Oh, I was so happy with this game. <laughs> I was so happy. Uh, but it was awesome. He wasn't alone either. They no, had him rattled because uh, no. Tino was there. Dave Fafita has had a pretty good year, like a low-key good year. Brilliant. Not a Fafita good year, but like not a traditional... Seven it's tries. It's not tearing teams 80. apart but and it, tackle busts like and even tries. Just seeing, but like leading the tackle counts. Just good. Like it's, never it's saw now, it last year. I think know, once ticking boxes last year. And, he's, um, and he's still only, it's easier he's only 23. 23, he? yeah. Doing the dirty um, work, taking the dirty hard hit-ups that, you know, he was never doing last year. Yeah. Getting in the middle of the field and getting, you know, putting his nose to the grindstone in the defence as well. It's been brilliant. But it's like they just turned up and said, right, well, we're up against Haas and Carrigan and... You know, Origins coming up, and they went out and fucking gave it to them and yeah, played abs- like an Origin forward. Like, they took it like a personal challenge, yeah. especially they, those they three you mentioned. Did. Like, clearly did. Yeah. Um, and when they didn't start Mo after half time, I think they came out and scored two tries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fifty minute, fifty five minutes, bang bang, and that shot the, the game was shot by then. Um, and they rushed him back on, but yeah. um, he could have played eighty. I'm sure. I'm sure he needed a rest. But him and Tino <laughs> can play eighty. We've seen it, and I just thought that was the story of the game. He was outstanding mm. um, from a Titans point of view. Brian Kelly's come back fantastic for him. Yeah, um, yeah, his footwork absolutely. has been good. Um, looks dangerous every Doesn't time have he runs the, the ball. The, the defensive problems that he was showing Not last yet, year. No. No. Um, whether that's they found the right people around him, whether it's just him getting in a better form. In uh, Pereira, uh, you know, super coach cheapy. But growing into a dangerous first grade winger, fast can take that speed off a dime and um, can break tackles, can beat guys. You give him half an opportunity; yeah. he's probably gone before you realise what's happened. <laughs> to be honest, um, acceleration is deadly. Same with Reese Walsh, and a big part of blowing this part of this game away at the back end again. Just gets in and around and outside defenders before they know what's happened, and then you you've got the whole defensive line scrambling trying to chase him. Yep. Overchase, underchase, whatever, and picks them apart. Um, the bench rotation really seemed to swing this game for me. The tight when the Titans went to their bench, it really it was a noticeable drop off. I also want to mention just on the bench. I mean, I'll let you elaborate 
um, and I thought I'd notice this because I think Gump messaged us and said, or messaged us, I think Brisbane are a better team with Pakes in the field too. I do yeah. think he makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know he's sat through the middle. But um, Titans bench, you can keep going with what you've been saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, where was it? Yeah, it really swung the, the momentum for mine. There was a couple of really poor performances from some uh, some forwards from the Titans team. You look at Stimson and uh, Louis. Uh, they were horrible. Yeah. They had four and five runs between them um, when they really needed blokes to be picking up that slack when Mo was off the field and Tino was in the bin for 10 minutes. They, they, they just weren't getting involved. And that's generally the strength of those two players is their running game with the ball in hand. Yeah. And I don't know <laughs> what happened well, there. We but sort of know Stimson from Canterbury. We know, you know, I don't necessarily pot the bloke, but I can't imagine Sir Quinson's have gone out and found Thomas McKayley to come in and give mm. some grunt off the bench. Yeah, yeah, so. no, that's true. Um, the, yeah, they just seemed uninterested and just wanted to watch the the big boys play. Mm. Just sit back and watch watch the rest of them have a crack. Um, Campbell and Khan provided some really good options in attack for the Titans. You mentioned Kelly. Um, I thought Tanner Boyd was really good in this game for for the Titans, uh, and Tino was really good minus his bin. Obviously, it was a really bad time of the game to get sent to the sin bin. Um, and he took it very personally, like on himself, took it personally that he let them down, and, and probably did. Mo and Fafita were brilliant. They were the best two Titans on the field by a long way. Um, Herbie, Cobbo and Mam were strong. I thought they, they provided a lot of options for for uh, Reynolds and Walsh, who had the ball on a string at different times in this game. Ricky and Carrigan were, were also really good. Um, but, yeah, it was the Haas. Haas, Reynolds and Walsh show again. Those ha- uh, Payne Haas and... Walsh have gotten them to pretty much every win this year. Yeah. Uh, with Reynolds just steering the ship and getting them into the right positions and then Walsh and Payne Haas jump on the back of it. Reynolds is... Um, and I think he's much happier having Walsh there because it just takes a lot of limelight off him. Yeah. Uh, and he's just so fantastic. Him and DC are the best at dinner suit footy and that's yeah, yeah. sort of a wrap to them Absolutely. because he just... You can see he's loving it. He just picks his moments. He gets to show off sometimes and the rest of it, he just has to get the ball to... Uh, to Mam and Mam only has one job now um, to be, you know, Jerome Lewis. Run into the line and try and link up um, with somebody. And link up with someone on the outside. Yeah. And uh, Walsh is Walsh, so yeah. it's. But again, the, the kicking game from Reynolds was just absolutely pinpoint. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it caused so many problems for the the back uh, the back three for the the Titans. Continually turned around their forwards, which probably went part of the way to them gassing out at the back end of this game. But um, yeah, it was it was Reese Walsh again. It's just his pace, and his his ball playing is much better than I ever gave him credit for, especially at the Warriors. And um, he's now linking up at will at times with mm. with players. Once he burns his inside defender, then gets somebody to turn in on him, and he's just picking the passes really well to put put the outside men away. And they're pretty good outside men. Like mm. Cobo hasn't really exploded yet, nope. uh, and well, yeah, Herbie, and you've touched Herbie. the other three, but. Yeah. Um, there'll be a day Cobo scores a hat trick and blows, oh, absolutely. blows away. Stags will get a hat trick. In, Farnworth so. will get one. <laughs> They're, um, yeah, it obvious is the obvious. Carrigan quietly made 170 metres out, really <laughs> yeah, capturing our attention. Uh, and Jordan Ricky, I mentioned him last week, but he's another try. Really good. I think he's picked up a bit of an injury, but I think he's named this week. But he's, if you're looking for a super coach pod, he's good for a try most weeks. Uh, and, and, Reynolds will kick to him. Again, runs that really hard line yeah. um, on that right edge. And his defence is a bit better than what it was last year too. Yeah. Still not the best defender in the world, but he's definitely been working on it. 
So a good good enough signs from the Titans. They they well we've seen they'll match it with those middle teams. They'll beat the likes of your Dragons in Canberra. We all get to, uh, but. I think the best teams and any two teams that we've seen do it here, and, and Brisbane are the one doing it better right now. Uh, are the ones that, as I said last year, analogy drag them out to the deep water and see you can swim for the longest, mm. and that's what Brisbane do. We've seen they they do what Penrith was doing two years ago, where they'll blow that twenty points out in the last ten minutes, uh, but they earn the right to do it. Yeah, that's right. They're not just throwing the ball just, around. Yeah. Just oh, give it to the fast blokes out the back and yeah. hope that they score. Yeah, they're making sure that they make yeah. a massive impact yeah. in the middle of the field first. Uh, I, you know, we still got to see how they handle back end season footy. We saw them gas out last year, but um, some people asking us earlier who we think the best teams are, and I, I for right now, would say them and Perth. They're in your top four. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the others. We'll see what how uh, Sharks can put. We still want Cronulla to put together eighty. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then we'll, we'll get to the next, the rest of them now, I suppose. Uh, we've given out the three, two ones, Dagiums. Oh no, I had Walsh with the three, um, oh, yes. Payne Haas with two, and then I'm not walking away without Mo getting a point. All right, we'll give it to Mo. <laughs> but Fafita probably. I had Fafita and Reynolds as well, but <laughs> we'll give it to Mo. Yeah, I would give him Mo too, but that's fine. I accept that. Uh, if they'd won, he would have been chaired aloft into this pub. <laughs> Been awkward for him, not knowing it was going to happen. But anyway, um, twenty to fourteen. <laughs> Good luck getting him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would have come. I, I think if he's got to resist, we've got no yeah. chance of getting him. Yeah, here. that's true. But twenty to fourteen. Uh, as this we well talk about, we wanted car crash game, and we thought we got this one. Uh, this was fucking painful, man. This I, was like at half teeth. at the thirty eighth minute mark, I started cheering for the nil or draw. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, at least it would be amusing. Because, my God, this was a fucking awful game of football. Anyway. 20 points to 14. Though? Three tries apiece. Three out of three conversions for Canberra. Zero from a three for the Dragons. One out of one penalty attempts for both teams. 30 out of 41 sets played. 26 out of 41 sets. 322 plus running metres for the Dragons. Two line breaks to three. 41 tackle busts from both teams. Fucking, I don't know where they came from. Seven <laughs> offloads to nine. Force, four force dropouts by Canberra. 329 tackles played 353. One ruck infringement to two. Two inside the 10 against the Dragons. Four penalties conceded to three. 13 errors to 14. Two sin bins for Canberra. Horsborough with 40 tackles. Jack DeBellin with 54. Sebastian Chris with 185 running metres. Moga with 213. Tata Moga with 98 supercoach points, Sloan with 85, and Sebastian Chris with 76. I know it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, but you ever notice how, like, the lack of a better term, lesser teams do dumb shit a lot of the time? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes it seems reflected do. in this game. Uh, but, and just I was just looking at it, interest tackle bus for the record. Chris made nine, Tomoka made was very eight, good, actually. Uh, and Sloan made eight for the Dragons. But, um, this was an absolute bludger of a game. They well, this is this reminded me of when I was single, mate. And we I go out to the <laughs> pub with a couple of me mates, and you just sit there and look around and go, "Fuck it, no one's scoring tonight." <laughs> like, this is not going to happen. There's plenty of effort, just fucking mistakes everywhere, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then occasionally some bloke just falls on a loose ball and something happens, and that's about it. Uh, yeah, that summed it up well. All right, uh, we don't need to give any points and move on. This um, where do I start? Like there was a, a good fifteen-minute passage where Dragons got downfield. No, sorry, Canberra got downfield. Yes, grab it into the end goal. There was a short dropout. Someone fucked it up. They came up the ball, <laughs> dropped it two minutes upfield. Got they picked it up, grabbed it back in the end goal, and they did it again and again and again. 
it was just riveting stuff. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like both teams did work hard. Like they had to work doubly hard because of their own brain. Canberra for sixty minutes don't leave the fucking post to post third of the field. They go up there and up there and up there. Mm. They finally get a ball to Tomoko. He fucking beats four blokes and scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hundred (laughs) percent. Speaking of which, the first try, Moga just stood there and four blokes let him score. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Speaking of falling on a ball, he just like four blokes just went. Oh, okay, we're fucking. There you go. I don't want to stop him. You're gonna stop him? Nah. (laughs) Fuck Um, that. Yeah, I'm trying. Vinny fluted in the attack. Ben Hunt. White and Dead Set seem to be on a sabotage oh, mission. Actually, he Dead Set went out of his way to fucking lose this game I for the about him. I just remembered for pot plants, but anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing so many fucking dumb things in this game. I don't think I've seen him put oh. so many bad <laughs> Even <laughs> if two minutes to go, I'll, you know what, let's <laughs> let him back in. It'd be interesting. And I was fully expecting him to score off the kickoff and fucking yes, absolutely. go to Golden Point. So it was so. Um, there would have there would have been there's four or five blokes in this game that would have been more productive by missing the bus. <laughs> they should have just fucking stayed at home because they did fuck all when they were out there in this game. Um, seriously, the Dragons as a whole probably worked harder, but they just had little to no impact in this game. Um, they they could not do anything apart from make errors at the worst possible time, which has been a trend for them for the last two or three weeks. Um, something they really need to. To get a hold of, um, it was Canberra again with grit and determination. Like they saved the first, they probably saved two tries in the first half and another one in the second half, yeah. which you know off their own bat um, with some really good scramble defence, which is was a theme of the weekend. To be honest, um, it came down to a strip. <laughs> That's a, another point that I don't really like. I don't like three players in the tackle I and two letting go and then. A Actually, because when you know people once you go, oh, if you could change a rule, what would you change? And I always forget this, but you're right. I would get rid of that. Yeah, one on one tackles. It's the dumbest fucking no worries, rule in the game because if two you're there, dropping off. if yeah. you're there holding a ball, about to play it, while old three mate's got his head. Oh yeah, I'm in the right position. Yeah, let him off. go. Yeah. And then Hudson Young did really well to obviously get the ball and run 70 meters yeah. down the, end of the other end of the field. But I think as soon as the second player enters the tackle, the strip should be. Basically, you, it's n- yeah. no longer an option it, yeah, once a second player ends the tackle. Pure and but simply a one-on-one from go to go to work. But uh, it wasn't right as a game. <laughs> um, Sloan and Moga were fantastic in the backs for for um, the Dragons, and really the only hope for their side. Uh, Molo was good off the bench. Michael Molo, not not the other one who keeps <laughs> taking heads off. Um, Laurie and Bird were, were, were very good, I thought. Um, and Sua, chuck him in there as well. The, Jack DeBellin had his best game in a long time. And for some fucking reason, yesterday, I heard people talking about Jack DeBellin back in the Origin team. Yeah, I know. What the fuck are no, you talking I, I think about? What happens, I think what happens is... Like, yeah, he had a game where he made no, 50 I think, tackles, but... I think Jesus it comes Christ. from like him making a... Quote, like, I think he can goes, oh, I'd really like to play Origin yeah, again. He made 50 oh, tackles in a game, yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah. But I he got name, picked, what was it, four or five years ago because he was ago. destroying teams, running the ball... Blowing blokes away, you know, making breaks and offloads and doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They've got plenty of blokes who can make 50 tackles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jack DeBellin doesn't need to be mentioned anywhere near his state of origin team at the moment. But it was his best game in a long time. Um, Tomoko Fogarty were very good. Horsburgh was re- really strong again. He's been fantastic the last three or four weeks yeah. and been a big part of why they're doing so well at the moment. Sebastian Chris is 
Defensive positioning at fullback really this stood out his, to me this in this his one. Best game at fullback. It's like he finally he was in the it. right position just about every time a kick went through or there was a you know a break to be made. He was the one that was in the right position to shut it down. I thought he's yeah even in attack his his positioning was really good in this and he had a great game. Um, Young was the difference obviously with the strip and the and the try and a, a lot of hard work in between. So yeah, what else do we say about this? Um, nothing. Nothing. No, Hudson Young, three points. Chris, two. And then either Moga or Sloan for the one. But Chris, two. Sloan. Yeah, give it to Moga because Sloan still does some dumb shit. He yeah. still had, I think he started four or five errors. And he still, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to go with Sloan. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, uh, like uh, I feel like a Bellamy or a Bennett could get something out of him if he could cop it. But otherwise, I, I think it's just what you see is what you're going to get. And he might... Well, I Forward think pack. You know, we end up playing against Matt Dufty in Super League. More than likely. Um, I'd like to see him up. behind a forward pack that gets a roll on yeah, every now fair. and then as well, that's which fair. would be nice, but... Is, uh, uh, is he the one the Tigers are chasing? I know Schuster's one of them. Schuster and... Um, no, Amon. Yeah. Who basically... It was one of those blokes who shouldn't have fucking... Should have stayed at home and not got on the bus yeah, in this exactly. game because he was fucking horrendous in this game. But Anyway. Uh, um, well, Parra weren't horrendous. They played all right. 34 <laughs> at Combank. Uh, and they're all there in what should have been my same game multi, but I didn't put it on. Uh, <laughs> anyway. No, I had it's always it. the ones you leave out, isn't it? What, yeah. um, five tries say? to one, four out of five conversions and a missed conversion attempt by the Bulldogs. Uh, a missed two-point field goal attempt by Parramatta and one out of one penalty attempts. 33 out of 47 sets played 24 out of 35. 508 plus running metres for for the Parramatta in this game. Absolutely dominated the middle of the field with 137 post-contact metres as well. Four line breaks to two, 30 tackle busts to 24, 12 offloads to 10. Six forced dropouts by Mitchell Moses, I'm pretty sure, with every single one of them and one from the Bulldogs. 0-40-20s, 293 tackles played 342. Two ruck infringements against Parramatta and one inside the 10 against the Bulldogs. Three penalties conceded to nine. 13 errors to 11. Hopgood made 37 tackles. King made 48. Regan Campbell-Gillard with 197 running metres and Max King with 159. Penasini topped the Supercoach points with 98 and some really good footwork. Busted the line a few times. It was quite good. Madison with 89, who's come back. With an absolute aplomb. He's yep. been fantastic since he's come back. And uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard with 83. I don't know how Max King ended up with 80. I thought he probably deserved a few more than that because he was close to one of the best players on mm. the field. Uh, well, he was the only bloke. He was the man against the tide for mm. a, lot, a lot of this Max King. And, he, and on both sides of the ball, it um, was real good. He's been brilliant for him this year. That first 20, 25, half hour was, was pretty good footy. It was tough footy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Campbell-Gillard was far and away the best yeah, bloke yeah, in that. He was absolutely yeah. outstanding uh, and has been all year. Like Another one who just seems to love it. The harder it gets, yeah. the, the harder uh, he works. But th- it's absolute madness if he's not in the New South Wales team, which I'm sure he won't be because <laughs> there we are. Um, but he was fantastic. Paulo eased his way back in a bit more than him. Uh, but as you mentioned, hot, how Ma- it was Madison, um, RCG. Yeah, about 15, 20 minutes in the game, RCG and that just started stomping through yeah. the middle of this yeah, and he um, but an RCG tends to make it to that thirty-five minute mark for a break. He does go long. Apollo usually comes off first. Yep, was usually the first of that, and then they yep, yep. they nudge a nerdle in between. Some nice um, second phase play and some really fast, flat 
um, passing from Parramatta. Yep. I really like the way that when they when they are when they do hit their stride, they play at the line. There's really fast movement, and Moses and Brown are both really good at hitting the line with options on either side and playing really nice flat fast football. So. And um and a good back row that suits that now yes. like Lane gets it Lane's mm-hmm. always sniffing around um outside Brown Madison and Hopgood coming on, on for side. a few so, minutes yeah uh, look I think they're um we were probably I feel like we were slightly overcritical of them early on uh, and they were in games there but they did play like shit in a couple of them uh, <laughs> and did play like shit against the Tigers but um this is probably their most complete performance mm. um you probably have to temper it in that they were playing a Canterbury team that. Kept you know more wheels kept falling off the cart. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're already down to the last few spokes, and some more <laughs> kept falling off. Um, but they were very, uh, but they're good. Uh, Penasini was someone I wanted to make a point of because he's growing into one of the better centers in the game. Uh, he's now in a he's been in a. He's got defensive issues, but yeah, ball attacking wise, uh, footwork wise, he's him and Tango a lot in parallel. I think, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah very from much. That point of view, just a bit bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, but always good for a try. And it feels like when, when power on top, uh, Gutho's happy to take those um, games off sometimes where power of steamroll. His defence was still fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And he's um, he always tries hard, but he wasn't <laughs> trying to touch the ball every three, every um, second or third tackle there. So yeah. um, they found a, a nicer, a nicer, I know, being able to ease on the back of their forwards is easy, but a nicer setup here. I'd still want to see. I'd still be concerning it's a real good teams against. Uh, yeah, well, Parramatta should have been further in front at half time. Oh yeah, yeah. And the dogs came out firing in the first ten or fifteen minutes of the second half, and Parra were flat. They yeah. didn't come out for ten or fifteen minutes yeah. <laughs> when the dogs actually ramped up the tempo. Dogs probably could have put on a, an extra try or two there um, just after the second half, which would have made the scores a little bit but uh, more flattering towards them, but. Parramatta kicked back into gear in the last, what, 25 minutes or so and just put it to bed. Yeah. I, 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 my point I was going to make is I'd still be concerned seeing your Russell and Dunster oh, yeah. defence on an edge against a real good team. Mm-hmm. I think there's – we, and we know what the Parramatta defence is like out wide <laughs> at times. So that's my biggest concern with them. But yep. I think they're, you know, be comfortable enough. Are there any positives to take out of this? Uh, TPG – Tried his best, actually. He came back and did well. He, um, yeah, he was quite good. Um, he was determined to offload every chance he got, he, um, for better or worse. But um, he did try to take that fire to him and at least give him something. They found Preston. Um, Preston's an upside for him. He's, he's a very good worker in the middle of the field. Max King works his ass off every single week and he's a, a, another tick for this team. But, yeah, their organisation in attack and um, a couple of... What do you say, plotters in the outside backs? Um, and I know they're at the bottom of the barrel. I know, problems. I know they're missing yeah. quite a few, and had to push Alamotte out. Ockenbores, you know, mm. not. They need in. a fullback. Avrilo probably not quite first grade standard, to be honest. Um, he has his good games, but there's there'd be a better option out there somewhere. I would imagine. Um, I, I know they're not the only ones, but Adokar uh, and Karaz both missing. That's true. Killed them and takes a lot of meterage out the back there. Yeah. Where's Matt Burton at? Would be the last thing I'd probably ask you. He's um, he seems to me to be trying to play a bit too much in a dinner suit. Really, um, his best attribute is his running game, and it, it seems to have dissipated the last Imagine couple of weeks. Imagine him being yeah, dropped back into the Penrith team. Yeah, what would he be doing there? Or even at centre here with a couple of yeah halves dropped into this side. Um, 
Yeah, he's, he's, his best option is his running game. You haven't I haven't seen a lot of his spiral bombs either this year. Um, there was a few. Um, there's a couple. They seem to have yeah. the spiral bomb cam set up for him. Cause yeah. <laughs> and Vossi blows his load every time it goes up. So you notice. But considering you used to do it every second yeah. set last year, um, he's, he's not kicking it as much. And um, he doesn't really, he doesn't have the touch for me um, to be a top shelf half. He's, his passing game's passable, but it's not. Um, it doesn't have that finesse. No. Same with his short kicking game. His short kicking game is very touch and go. I think, and obviously, it's um, doesn't help when he doesn't I have a halfback. They were, they were well, either. and it's that they finished the game last twenty minutes. Marnie playing first receiver and Flanagan at nine. Mm. Uh, that doesn't bode well for where the Flanagan's prospects lie. No. I, I haven't actually looked at the board. They tried Reynolds in there as well, which wasn't really yeah, effective we've at all. Already. Yeah. Um, I am quite interested to see how quickly they pull the trigger on Ola Pau or mm-hmm. Ola Harpau. Um, I imagine at round 10 is probably looming and that's probably where. So. Yeah, well, I think he's still in that. Is, is he outside the 30? He's in the yeah, development so we'll squad. 10, so 10 or 12. Yeah, yeah, I think it might be 10 this uh, year. They do have... Um, I don't think he's, I don't know if he's in the 30. They do have the Lebanese halfback up their sleeve. They haven't cracked out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, whose name just escapes me. Yep. Um, Khalid. Uh, Khalid, got that right. Um, and he wouldn't be the worst, at least for two weeks to try. Um, but yeah, I don't <coughs> know. I, I I think things for this year are going to get worse before they get better for the dogs. So yeah, it's not looking good. Definitely not. Uh, it was back to what I was going to say, Burton. Is I think they were hoping that um, if Kikau was there, they could have at least created mm. that that one edge of the field where there was a combination. Um, yeah. All right, what are we doing here? Three points. RCG. Yep. Two points. Penasini. Very good. Yeah, give it to Penasini. And what do you reckon, Brown or Madison? Max King or Moses. Just with his kicking game, getting the repeat sets, but... I give it to Moses. Yeah, fair enough. I think he's having almost his best year to date at this stage of the season, Moses. Uh, What have we got left? We've got to do some uh, pot planning. I'm going to give it to Drome Lai just because I can (laughs) <laughs> I don't think he added very much at all, but he wasn't on his own. Uh, but I'll save the other one for a slap. Uh, Joe Stimson, yeah. um, five five runs for sixty meters in sixty minutes of football. Like what the Quite fuck are the you doing? Planet. One every <laughs> ten minutes, like having a hit up every ten minutes. Especially in that company, like if you're ever going to go, fuck these blokes are on here. I'm getting involved. Did make twenty seven tackles, but missed yeah. seven as well. So <laughs> was definitely a um, a glaring highlight, a uh, low light in this Titans team that actually went all right. So. A weird one because it's a weird, just because of the timing of it. Uh, it may be why, but I'm going to slap Jack Whiten. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know what any of his decision makings were in that game. Uh, and when you've just put gone to market trying to get a million bucks, it wasn't the best shop window performance, I thought. So, uh, and even, you know, like I said, the last play to let them back in the game, I'm not quite sure what he was thinking there either. Uh, but he was to get a million bucks because there's no one else that can play anywhere resembling six or seven in this comp, apparently. What do you think for a slap? <laughs> If you ask the uh, Good commentary. I was going to go with the other Titan that I mentioned earlier in um, Isaac Liu, but um, thinking about it a little bit more, I'm probably going to go with um, Amon from the Dragons at 5'8". He offered very little in that game, and um, I think he threw one nice pass that may have got led to points down the track. But considering how good he was before all these off-field issues and that before he... Like, the back end of last year, he was... Very, very good. He was always threatening running the ball, well, causing he was issues. Only hope. Some of those games. Yeah, he's. Um, we know he can be better. So, 
friendly slap to hopefully get him. Was up he and allowed going. to? Um, most of our slaps are quite friendly. I think. <laughs> not, too, not too often we're not friendly slapping. Uh, was he allowed to train pre-season? No, I don't think was so. He just no like, fault stand down. He was yeah, yeah, like persona non grata. Just don't be here. So maybe so. maybe that's a slight excuse. Mm. Another one who I would you know you throw him into a Melbourne system, I'm sure he'd be a, as good as anyone else. All right, salute. I'm going to go with the front rowers this week. I uh, I thought there were some outstanding performances across the board. Of course, uh, Mr. Fodawaker, RCG was outstanding. Uh, Jesse Bromwich, throw in Jake Turbo, throw in um, Paseca and Sipley. I thought, uh, and and there's more. There's guys I've forgotten. No, Fanor Blake. Yeah. Uh, I think every some of these bash games just came back to the pillars and they were fantastic. And I I loved it. What about you? I went with DCE. Yeah. I thought he did play in that. You know, that dinner suit, but not so much, actually. He, he was running the ball quite a bit as well. He was doing everything he could to get his team over the line. It came through, obviously, the kick for, for Turbo, and it's just his kicking game. The, yeah. the way he can dictate a game, by it's just continually turning teams around and pinning them in their corner, just about every time he, he gets the opportunity to do it, is just brilliant. And yeah, it, to be able to just turn a game with your, foot, with your kicking game, realistically. He's had to play... Defensive kicker for years now, a couple yeah. of years now, and he's outstanding at it. Like mm-hmm. he's how often have we raved about him even just keeping Manly in the game? Uh, ironic. Like, what would he get if he went to open market tomorrow? I don't know how long he's got his contract, but he'd be he'd yeah. surely at one point three, one point four. Someone would pay him that. You get the yeah, he'd be getting the same as your Moses. top blokes. Yeah, yeah. Moses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nico, he'd yeah. probably get more. Queensland captain. Getting one point three, maybe. So yeah. stadium, one two, obviously. one three. Yeah, but geez, he's a. It almost feels like he's an underrated player in, in a lot of courts. Yeah, absolutely, and he cops a lot of hate too. Oh. Like, there's so many Man, people that hate him. Man, hate him. <laughs> absolutely like, hate him. I'll take him. And, yeah, I, I know there's, there are occasionally maybe once every five or six games where he's just not nowhere to be seen, but that happens in every team. Yeah. Um, they don't win any games without him. Pretty much. Brilliant. No. So, anyway, that's it. Check out rugbyleaguemerch.com.au. Check out uh, our socials. Leave us some feedback. Tell us where we're right and wrong and what you think. Or if you've got any questions... And we'll be back shortly to look at uh, all things round eight, which, as we've alluded to, looks like a quite the round to untangle here. So mm. looking forward to that. Um, take care, guys, and we'll talk soon.